0: Welcome to our podcast for College Catholics. It's great to have you with us. I'm Father Patrick Wainwright. In today's episode, we will answer a question from one of our listeners. And I will try to do this every so often, maybe, and hopefully, once a month, depending on the questions that I receive. And today's questions will be about prayer and what to do when one feels like there is nothing going on during our time of prayer. However, before I get into the question... I would like to thank you, you and everyone who's listening to this podcast, for for making it possible to have reached 6,000 downloads. That means that there's 6,000 downloads since the time that I started, right? Since March 2021. And I think that's a great way to pass on our Catholic faith to many college students. So let's keep rolling. Please do keep listening. And most importantly, Uh, Please encourage other college students and young adults to listen in as well. So here's the question that I received. uh, They sent me an audio clip and I will play it right now for you.
1: Hello, Father Patrick. My name is Andre and I'm calling from San Diego, California. I'm currently a third year student at the University of San Diego. And I really wanted to call today and ask you a question pertaining to prayer life and devotion. I've found that in my overall life as I get more busy and as my My schedule gets more hectic. It's a lot harder for me to be passionate in my prayer and while at Mass and really meditate on the mysteries of Christ. Um, My mind tends to wander more and think about the things I have going on. And it's really hard for me to connect in Mass and really just put my own life to the side for the time being. Um, I tend to get and feel sort of guilty because I feel like I'm doing these things out of obedience and obligation kind of during prayer and during mass because I have to make a conscious effort to set aside time to do those things. Um, And I know I genuinely want to be there and pray and go to mass and receive the Eucharist, but it's really hard for me to connect at certain times. And I feel myself varying in passion from time to time as my schedule and day-to-day life changes. Do you have any advice for staying consistent and really meditating on the passion and and the mysteries of Christ? I really try and keep it as consistent as possible. I try and go to Mass more than once a week, and I'm constantly going to confession, and I pray the rosary, and I do gospel reflections, but it's never really consistent, and sometimes I find myself really on fire for Christ during prayer, but other times I find myself kind of unable to connect and let go of everything I have going on in my own life during those um, times of prayer and attendance to Mass. Thank you again for taking my call, and God bless you.
0: So thank you very much, André, for sending me your concern. I'll try to to answer your question, having in mind that there are many people with similar concerns and I would say most persons who dedicate themselves to pray, in one way or another, will run into this difficulty of certain dryness in prayer or not finding the same uh, fervor, or if you want, uh, consolation that they received at some point in time. So, uh, To respond to what you're asking me, first of all, I want to say that whatever you are doing and whatever you're going through, whatever the difficulties and temptations, do not stop praying or at least do not stop trying to pray. It is most important to turn to God in prayer, to ask for graces, to spend some time considering the truths of the gospel, even if nothing seems to be going on because prayer in itself, that time that you're giving to God, is a great thing and will eventually bear its fruits. Jesus prayed frequently in the gospel, and he encouraged us to pray always and without giving up. So never giving to discouragement. That's a temptation of Satan, right? To get discouraged and say, okay, I'm going to stop praying. So if it is for any, of any consolation to you, You may want to know that St. Teresa of Avila, a doctor of prayer, a great writer who wrote volumes about prayer, she spent about 20 years with a complete desolation of spirit in prayer. So she couldn't come up with any spiritual thoughts or insights or affections or expressions of her love for Jesus Christ. So much so that she says in one of her writings that she used to count the tiles in front of her in the chapel so as to do something in her time of prayer but she kept going she always fulfilled her time of prayer she never backed down never backed down so there's a second thing then that i would say and that is that you are indeed indeed doing a great job in putting the right foundations for your spiritual life right even if it even if you don't feel anything what you're doing is great right to try to attend mass daily or more than once a week more than just Sundays right as to attend mass some other days of the week that's a great thing to pray the rosary frequently and even if possible daily to go to confession frequently to try to stay away from sin and living a virtuous life a virtuous life right so all these things together with your daily prayer are the most important things that we must do to serve God and to to be saved so even if we don't see many fruits even if we don't feel the grace of God in us, by doing what is right, we know that we are in the right path. We know that we are in the grace of God and that some fruits will eventually occur. A third thing to have in mind is that this dryness in prayer is a very common experience for everyone who tries to live the gospel and pray daily moreover i would say that we typically have the wrong impression that prayer should be filled with interior sense perceptible experiences like consolations or feeling we have we get that impression right that if we pray and prayer goes well then i should have to have emotions and feel very many good things and experiences and so forth but that is not usually the case not usually the case i would say more common more often than not prayer is a simply a simple exercise of the soul by which we try to speak with God and try to understand the voice of God in our hearts, right? So now to respond more directly to your question, right? As a background to my answer, first of all, I would say that there are two basic types of prayer. And I'm, of course, simplifying a bit in all this, right? The one type is vocal prayer, and the other is mental prayer. Vocal prayer is any prayer that we repeat prayers that someone else wrote. For example, the Our Father, the Hail Mary the rosary, an act of contrition, those are all vocal prayers. They're written and we repeat them. This type of prayer tends more commonly to be a little dry because we are repeating words. However, it is easier to do. And in a sense, uh, because all what we do is repeat the words. And in that sense, it's more basic, more easy to learn, and more popular. More people do this type of vocal prayer. Now, mental prayer is what we could also call meditation or contemplation or Lectio Divina or simply prayer, right? It is a time of prayer, which we is a time of our day, right? A time of silence where you use some spiritual book or a gospel passage and you try to reflect for some time on that particular sentence or idea, right? And this type of prayer is a little deeper because we have a more of a conversation with God with our own words, and can bring more consolation to the soul. But it can also feel empty or useless at times. So it is important to practice both types of prayer. But I would say that mental prayer is more fruitful if we want to grow in holiness. So what you seem to be going through is some type of desolation which typically shows itself more evidently in mental prayer, more than in vocal prayer, right? So desolation is the opposite of consolation. And consolation is what typically we want to experience. To explain it very simply, just to put an example, imagine the taste that we experience when we eat food, right? You have the sweets on the one hand and bitter food on the other. Consolations are like like the sweets. We enjoy the sweets, right? Desolation is like the bitter food. So when we pray, everyone likes to enjoy consolations, the sweet stuff if you want. And nobody likes to be in desolation, of course. That's a natural inclination that we have. So in this sense, we tend to pray hoping to find encouragement, to find strength. And even some spiritual, if you want, po- positive emotion. and this is what we call consolation. When our prayer is filled with consolation, doing a time of meditation, attending mass, or even going to confession is very easy. God tends to give us more of these emotional consolations at the beginning of our spiritual life to encourage us how to uh, to encourage us to keep going on. However, as we advance in our spiritual life, in order to help us grow, and because he wants us to purify our intentions, of, uh, the intentions we have when we go to pray, he might occasionally remove some of those constellations. And then we feel that interior dryness, if you want, or, or what it would look like a lack of fruit in prayer. Our, our prayer might feel empty. We might feel like God is distant and we might feel without faith. And it is difficult not only to hear the voice of God, but even to speak with God. However, we can still pray. We can still reflect on the Gospels. We can still draw conclusions for our spiritual life. And we can still put them into practice, where we can, take, we can make resolutions from our prayer, even in dryness. So sometimes... God wants to remove those spiritual consolations in order to purify our intentions when we go to pray. In such a way that we stop seeking, that we will stop seeking the consolations of God, but instead start seeking the God of consolations, right? So by that experience of dryness, if we keep persevering, we will realize it's not about the consolations but it's about God. It's not about my emotions, but it's about increasing my faith, my love for God, and my perseverance in the spiritual life. So in fact, it is God who gives those feelings when and how He wants and if He wants. There are some people that have never had too many consolations. And we should not desire those consolations, which are, in the final analysis, Not God, but a creation of God. Instead, we should desire God himself. And God is not sense-perceptible. We can't feel God. In fact, it is better for us not to have too many consolations because we can become attached to them and forget about God. And this happens indeed in many people, right? They start praying. They enjoy the consolations and they forget that it is God whom we are seeking and not those consolations. On the other hand, what we do want to have in our prayer is a spirit of fervor. Now, fervor is not an abundance of emotions or an abundance of consolations. It's something different. Fervor means the firm determination of the soul to live for God. And to give and to live to serve God. To love God with all our heart. But love not as an emotion, but as a choice of the will. God and nothing else. It may seem that fervor is equal. It may seem that fervor is equal to feelings. But it means, in reality, a commitment of the will. Right? So fervor is that if you want desire of the will to serve God that commitment to serve God unto death. So we can be very committed to God. We can be very deeply in love with God and be at the same time undergoing great desolation. So we naturally tend to think that we are more virtuous, more holy when our prayer is full of consolations. But that may not always be the case, right? It may not always mean if we if we experience consolations, it may not mean that we have acquired solid virtues. On the other hand, when we are in desolation, we tend to think that we are lacking virtues, that our prayer is displeasing to God, and that's typically the temptation of Satan, right, to make us think we are in a really bad shape. But in reality. It is very possible to be very committed to Christ and very virtuous in spite of having desolations. And these desolations actually many times, if not always, work as a hurdle to help us grow spiritually. So, as a first practical advice, I would say this. If your prayer is dry, do not give up. Keep keep at it, right? The bad weather will soon pass by. The sun will soon come out. This may be a challenge that God may want you to face in order to help you grow spiritually. Not only should you not give up, you should instead put more of your will into committing to Christ, more and more, telling Him that you love Him, making sure that you're practicing virtue in your daily life. And if you, if you know a priest you can talk to, make sure you ask for advice just in case and ask guidance just to help you in this moment of dryness. Let me um, briefly sum up something that St. Ignatius of Loyola says in the spiritual exercises about these desolations. St. Ignatius has some rules for discernment of spirits in his book that is like a retreat uh, called the spiritual exercises. One of those rules refers to this time of desolation which we often have in our spiritual life. He says, in, he says in the ninth rule, which is number 322 of the book of the spiritual exercises, right? In the ninth rule, he says that there are three reasons why we typically undergo desolation. The first reason is because we are, and I'm a paraphrasing, I'm not quoting directly, I'm just making it easy to, for you to understand. So the first reason is because we are lukewarm or negligent in our prayer, and therefore we are undergoing desolation because we have neglected our prayer life. In the sense that dryness is a kind of natural consequence of our laziness. Or if you want a remedy that God allows against our laziness. We could, have more cons- we, could ha- we could have had more consolations. But because we haven't prayed as we should, we lose those spiritual gifts. That's one reason, right? A second reason is because God wants to test us or could be, right? Because God wants to test us. To see how much we are willing to advance spiritually and how pure is our intention. He wants to test us to see if we are doing things for selfish reasons. That is, for example, because we want to feel good in prayer. Or if we're doing this more purely for the glory of God, regardless of how much we receive in return. If you want in payment with consolations, right? So to put it simple, Are we doing all this for some sort of spiritual payment with consolations? Or are we doing this purely for our Lord, because He is God, because He deserves our worship and our affection? Finally, a third possible cause for undergoing these desolations is that God could allow desolation in us so that we realize that we cannot control or manipulate all these consolations that we used to have because they are not coming from us. They are not ours. And therefore, God wants to prevent us from thinking that we are so holy, so good, and as a result, begin to grow prideful. And we may become overly attached to those spiritual gifts. So he wants to remind us that he is the source of all spiritual gifts, that he gives consolations when and if he wants. So, a final word of advice. When you feel in desolation, try to revisit the way of doing your mental prayer, the method of meditation. We must have had some moment of learning how to do a time of prayer, a time of meditation. Well, we need to revisit that and try to apply it again and kind of stick to that in a sense because otherwise we give up. We don't know what to do. So that time that meditation method that way of prayer that way of doing lecture divina if you want or whatever you're doing whatever you're practicing is like a help in this moment of desolation. So try to stick to that. So in the show notes of this episode in the show notes below I will put a link to a simple article that I wrote on how to do a time of meditation which will definitely help you in times of dryness and desolation to be able to keep going. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about this or any other episode or about any truth of our faith or any practical point of the spiritual life, do not hesitate to send me an email at info at 4 I would really love to hear from you. And if you can, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts that will encourage others to listen in as well. So may God bless you, and we'll see you next time.